Three, two. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> All right. I'm ready now. Three, two, one. Okay, we are clear. Ready to go live in five, four, cue the talent, three. Hey, I said cue the talent. Two, and one. Attention hobbyists, sports fans, and collectors nationwide and abroad. It's time. part of live from the mojo break studios it's dan and doug Come on. so get hype be hype this is the hype What is going down, everybody? Mojo Break the Hype Podcast number 71. I'm so excited about this episode. I can't even talk. I'm also excited about winning a football game on Sunday. C-Rad, how does that feel, dude? How does it feel to win last Sunday? Dan doesn't know how that feels, man. I've I've won 11 times. Well, but you didn't win last weekend. What have you done for me lately? Not me personally, and I don't think you won a game personally. (laughs) this, This I did. That's why I'm wearing the Niner sweatshirt right now i made we, the c-rat out there you know throwing the rock instead of uh yeah the great david carr he was right behind chucky <laughs> coaching him up and i know it's Derek, but slapping asses kissing backs Whoa. you know he was getting the team ready to win the game and they beat the steelers niners beat the broncos and there's a new top team in the nfc and it's the bears so props to you bear <laughs> fans that uh looks like you guys uh, have taken over that top spot from the rams in the nfc i mean it's you you gotta be the best you gotta beat the best it was so. cold it was cold outside. Oh, that's the excuse, it huh? It was cold. Just uh, these guys have never played in cold weather ever. Jared Goff has not, never played a game in the cold. when you're hanging out in sunny Southern California, just and then you have to go to, like, Chicago where it's 18 degrees, nah, that sucks. So, me, the, so you're saying you better hope that they don't play a cold weather game in the playoffs? Absolutely. Need a home field advantage. Okay. All right. Well, new top team. Congrats, Bears fans. Lots to be excited about over there in Chicago with Trubisky, Khalil Mack doing work. So uh, that made me happy. That was a good Sunday. It was a good Sunday. Oh, I think it's, uh, what, April? You're looking forward to April, right? It's the draft. A- April, May. <laughs> something well, like we got that. the second pick, I mean, so yes. Dude, I mean, it's going to be Raiders, Niners. It's like a Bay Area draft, man. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some parties. I mean, I think the Raiders have, I think they have like 13 picks in the first round, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exciting April for sure. I mean. So thanks for joining the hype. We've got uh, some excellent topics today. We're going to talk about Mark Jackson. We're going to talk about uh, Transcendent Baseball, which comes out on Friday. The highest-end product in this entire hobby. We'll break down the checklist, talk about doing breaks with it. We'll also talk about Bowman Draft. And we posed a question in Facebook, and we'll talk about that later in the show. If you could spend $5,000 on one card, what would it be? Don't answer now. Save it for the segment. And also, if you could uh, add into the content on Facebook, there's been a lot of people replying with their picks for who they would pick for uh, who what what they would buy with five thousand dollars for one card. So we'll jump right into Mark Jackson. This made news. It actually made national news. Uh, Mark Jackson's uh, 9192 hoops card resurfaced, and it's got the Menendez brothers sitting on the sideline, clearly on the card. 
And uh, I don't know why it took us like almost 30 years to figure out the Menendez brothers were in on this card. But I guess they linked it back and it was after the parents died. So it was that seven month period before they got tried and arrested and whatnot. You know, you, most of us know the story. But they were sitting courtside. I guess they spent like $700,000 or something crazy in the course of seven months of their parents' money while they were, you know, going YOLO around that time. But uh, so it took, the, took a, a card that was probably selling for like a quarter and it moved all the way up. It was selling for like $40, which was crazy. Is that a Madison Square Garden? It is it Madison is? Square Garden. Hmm. So, um, what do you guys think? I mean, is this a card you'd want in your collection? Why was there such a buzz about this Mark Jackson card? I mean, thirty years later, you could have been stockpiling these for this day or last week, whenever this popped off. You could have been stockpiling these for who? God no, you could probably buy a box for five dollars and get ten of them, and then sell these for like thirty dollars. So. Um, I just I don't I don't I don't quite understand it. I mean, I'm I don't know why people want stuff like this. I mean, what do you think the draw is? <clears throat> it's a piece of history. Kind of, you know, symbolizes a, a a a time and place. I mean, it's I, I get it. But does that mean you go through all your older cards and start looking in the background to see if you could find some famous people? Maybe it might spur a whole other kind of uh, collecting community of uh, uh, f famous photos and the famous people in the background of photos. Um, the next photo I showed was actually Patrick Kane watching a game while he was a child. He's the, uh, the, the kid on the lap. So that that caught a little bit of buzz when people figured that out that he uh, was. Uh, well, you can all there's also uh, there's that famous picture of Brandon Crawford at uh, I think it was 90. 92 before the Giants moved to when the Giants when the Giants were thinking about moving to Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. They uh, there's a picture of Brandon Crawford holding up a sign at the game mm. saying don't don't, don't leave. move. But he don't didn't move. make a card with that. He didn't make right? a card. But, but was, I mean the, the photo news. the photos out there. I mean it's it it's it was like on a it was on like San Jose Mercury News or San Francisco Chronicle or something. Interesting. And yes, I'm I'm corrected. I said 91, 92. It's 90, 91 on that Mark Jackson hoops card. I'm sure we all have it. We bought a storage locker. We have a lot of cards like that. That I'm sure we have a few of them, of 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 you know the Menendez brothers on the background of a card. Well, since uh, there's been a rash of these being posted on eBay, um, eBay has actually blocked cards. Um, on eBay because it says Menendez Brothers, they uh, issued a statement saying that they don't allow the sale of anything involving in murder cases, serial killers, or anything on eBay. So uh, this one got uh, sold before they started pulling things down. So what you have now is you have sellers that are not putting it in the title or uh, like this, this listing here. Sorry if you're watching the podcast. Somebody listed it up and they put a question mark over their face. So that you're like, you know that that's the card you're looking for, I guess, if you're in the mood of collecting Mark Jackson Menendez brothers. Now, my other question is, what I, if it, I thought they were flagging it based on the title? They're flagging it on the uh, on the photo itself. No, no, no. They're flagging it based on the title, but I think that person decided to be creative and put a question mark. So, it, if you're looking for that card, you're making sure you're getting that right card. It's right? a chargeback waiting to happen because you get that card and you're like, well, "Where's the where, where's the question mark in the card?" Right. <laughs> I know. Well, also, would it be worth more if it was a different player? That's my other question. If it was Michael Jordan on that card, Menendez Brothers in the background, would it be worth more than $40? Do you think it would be like a $1,000 card? What I do think, you guys think? I, I think I think anything, anything with Jordan. Anything with Jordan. 
But but you uh, but pick, you but you got Jordan and pick, the Menendez brothers. Pick pick another another player that's not Jordan. That was a at that time, that was one of the best players in the league. Let's say uh, like Akeem Olajuwon. Okay, I don't I don't think it would go for much more. But I think Jordan is not a fair comparison because Jordan everything Jordan sells. Uh, probably the the ninety ninety one hoops Jordan probably sells for what five bucks, as opposed to. Any other card in that set probably sells for five cents. Right, exactly. Yeah, because it's so, Jordan. But I was just saying, what if it was a perfect storm and we had Menendez Brothers on with a superstar? Or let's say it was a rookie card of, I don't know, like Sean Kemp or somebody. I don't think that was exactly the right time period. But if it was a rookie card, then you could say it was a Menendez Brothers rookie card. Because not only is it a rookie card for the player, but it's a Menendez Brothers rookie card. So... It's, it's kind of crazy. It's got me. Uh, I started doing some some research on, you know, things that people collect. And um, is there and I'm going to pose this question, to you guys in Facebook and you guys that are watching on YouTube. Do you is there something that you collect that's outside of sports cards that uh, maybe weird, maybe not um, like I know I know some I've heard some people collect fingernail clippings. I don't know why, but some people do. Uh, there's also a whole other industry since you can't sell it on eBay. There's an industry of people that do collect murder memorabilia. And um, I did a, just a little bit of brief research. There was a, there's a whole site, and this is, this is a, a, just an example. There was a 1977 uh, Ted Bundy wanted po- poster that uh, they were selling for over $400. One of the biggest sales of all time was uh, Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby's gun that killed uh, Oswald in the whole Kennedy thing. Um, originally sold for $200,000 in 1991. A guy resold it in 2008 for over $2 million. So just a, a Colt Cobra gun that was involved with killing Oswald in the Kennedy thing. So I know John Davis from Corn is a big memorabilia, murder memorabilia collector. And I think Marilyn Manson dabbles into it a little bit as well. Um, what do you guys say? Is it weird? Is it weird to have? I mean, what is the motivation to have like a murder weapon or something involved with a murder. What is that? What is the taboo about it? Is it a, is it a have your friends over conversation type of piece? Maybe. I mean, what if you went to, I mean, I think there's some pretty big podcast as well that just kind of talk about this type, this type of stuff as well. I mean, I think, uh, I can't remember the actual podcast, but I think there is one that's pretty big and they talk about murder stuff, murder stuff, serial killers, stuff like that. I mean, I'm intrigued by learning about their motives um, of why they did what they did, you know, and a lot of them, unfortunately, take their lives before they can kind of explain themselves. But that's intriguing to me. But I don't know if I'd want to own a bloody glove or a a murder weapon and have people come over to my house and be like, what's that? You're like, oh, that's a gun that killed 25 people. You're like, ooh, and people look at you and they're like, maybe this guy's going to kill me. I should probably leave my uh, leave his house right now, so, but um, is there anything that you guys collect weird? See, Rad, you collect anything weird? Hell to the no, no, no. I like to collect. It's not weird, but outside of sports cards, I had a. Mo- I haven't done it in a while, but I like to buy tickets, like World Series tickets, that's which kinda, is along the lines of sports cards. That's pretty damn close, dude. It is. It's pretty close. <laughs> um, I know the Funko Pop things are huge. A lot of people like to collect those, but. Uh, is there what's the weirdest thing you think that people collect out there? Anybody have any ideas? So but, I, uh, I, uh, I, I kind of got one. I, uh, I tend to collect coffee mugs. Okay. From from different areas that I've been used. 
No. no, brand new, brand new. Copy <laughs> <Used mine. laughs> yeah, but I, but I think that's, I think that's fairly common. I just uh, every different city I go to, I usually get a, yeah. a coffee mug. Yeah, and, okay. And I, we have them hanging all over our, our uh, kitchen. I do that with magnets. So I'll because it's like my laziness. I'm at the airport, flying back from wherever I'm at, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna get a magnet. It's the easiest thing to get at a gift shop. I mean, it's there's a, a bunch of them. So I've, I've got one from Atlanta. I've got one from. Uh, Philadelphia, all the places we've been, I always try Arizona, try to get a magnet goes on the fridge, but that's about it. Uh, I know a lot of people collect shot glasses too. That's, that's a popular, a popular thing to collect, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to see what you guys weighed in on, um, on the Menendez brothers. Would you, what would you pay? Would you pay $40 for this car just to have it and say like, wow, look at that. That is a time period where they killed their parents allegedly. And now they're sitting courtside at a game before they were convicted. Oh mama, there goes that man. <laughs> Mark Jackson. Well, the ironic thing too is that Mark Jackson always signs "God bless you," and then on his card, one of his cards, he has murderers, which is—I mean, it, it's just irony because he's, there's not many people that sign. Every time they sign, they sign something on it, and Mark Jackson is one of those guys that every one of his cards says "God bless I do, you" on it. I do have another thing I collect, and uh, long arms. Kind of the same same thing. He collects uh, Mojo Break shirts. I collect Panini shirts. I have a crap ton of Panini America shirts mm. from every event that we've done. And what do you do with them? You stare at them. They're on the wall. I I wear them. Wear them. I don't see you wear. Them. So oh, I, I see you wear. So some maybe of them. maybe I maybe I can't say I collect them. Oh okay. You maybe wear them. I wear them, but I have a shit ton. Is it okay to collect game used jerseys and wear them? Is that acceptable? Depends on who it is. I mean, it's probably not going to fit a lot of <laughs> 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 it's a question I thought of off the top of the dome. So, but yeah, Menendez, uh, I, we're probably already tired of talking about it because it's been all over social media, but I felt like we had to at least bring it up and talk about it because it's in the, it's in that moment it was, of it when was it happened. Hot. It was it's hot for about a week. Those cards are going to level out. They're going to be $3 cards in about four months yeah probably less i mean we were talking about in the chat during the playbook break which check out mojobreak.com for today's playbook breaks nfl 2018 ridiculous stuff so get your teams in on that and uh, also elite extra edition comes out today as well which is 10 hits a box we're doing 10 box random team style breaks that's 100 hits at a uh, little under 40 bucks it's insane and there's all the big name draft picks in there um do you think the, fo the also do you think the photographer we were talking about this yesterday off air do you think the photographer on that, they took that knowing that those guys were there to get them on the card? Or was it just uh, just a simple chance? I think it was a chance. Um, now, whoever decides what photo to use for a card, maybe they noticed it and went with it. But the photographer is just snapping photos. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure the photo was more about Mark Jackson than what was in the background. But... When it comes to the process of who picks which car, which photo is going to go into the card, that person may have been like, "Hey, there's the Menendez brothers back there. Let's uh, let's use that one." But I don't know. I yeah. Well, back to the eBay thing too. OJ Simpson's cards, I think they don't pull those, right? So I mean, I know he obviously didn't get convicted in federal court, but he got convicted in civil court for a murder. But Ray Carruth, somebody brought that up in the chat. Can you sell Ray Carruth's cards? Will they pull Ray Caruso's cards? Can you sell Aaron Hernandez cards? No, I know they included him. 
So I know I've, I've I heard that that you cannot what? sell Aaron Hernandez cards. Dude, go on go on eBay. There's a crap ton of Aaron Hernandez cards. There's there's always been. Well, maybe if somebody see, maybe they don't know unless somebody flags it. So if somebody is that guy, you know, who flags your card, then maybe they do pull it down. The I don't e- know. The eBay police. The eBay police. Card cops. <laughs> card cops out there. So, but uh, interesting thing that happened. Menendez, bring that back. Bring it, reminiscing about that time. If you guys are our age or older, you remember that whole thing and then all the regurgitations of the movies that came out and the stories and the shows that came out about it. Um, so kind of interesting. So I wanted to uh, move on to Transcendent Baseball. It's coming out this Friday, guys. They only made 83 cases of it. Um, it is the highest end product in the hobby. So it's got a $29,000 a box slash case because it's only one box case price tag. So this year, if you didn't listen to our prior podcast or you haven't heard, the VIP pass is to go hang out with Mike Trout in Arizona, February 22nd. So that'll be invitation will be in each case. So there'll be 83 people going to that. Uh, What they've also done this year is they have a lot more guarantees on one-on-ones. It's the most one-on-ones I've seen in a transcendent set in the three years they've had it. So you're guaranteed a 1952 Superfractor. You're also guaranteed a 101 either um, patch auto or book. You're, do, you're guaranteed a 101 sketch or reproduction card. You're guaranteed a 101 Mike Trout card. And you're guaranteed a one of one oversized cut. So there's a lot of 101s, a lot of value to be had. I think it's the best one, judging by the checklist and the rookie class that's coming into this. I think it's the best value of Transcendent they've had. But I wanted to dissect it with you guys and uh, see what you guys think about it. We've got two cases breaking on Friday, and uh, I was just analyzing it. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, of, of interesting stuff in it. I mean, what have, what have you seen so far with the buzz on, on Transcendent? Well, they made four, is it four less cases this year than they made the, the previous year. I think it was 83 last year i think it was 87 because they did 80, 87 87, yeah. so they made four 87 less cases. 87 this year's 83 i want to say the first year they did it it was less it was like 70 70 something yeah yeah i think so um the cards look amazing uh i mean if you haven't seen them the even the base cards the base cards look amazing the sketch cards look really good and i don't even like sketch cards i i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of them but yeah. those sketch cards look good uh, yeah, they they hire better artists for transcendent. They, than they just, do. Than I mean, just me or Dan sending in pictures. There's a handful of uh, there's a handful of players that Tops gets to sign on a regular basis uh, that probably are not gonna get the same value. But they do have it seems like more rookie content this year, just based on how many rookies were performing this year. Uh, there's a Soto rookie auto. Mm-hmm. There's an Acuna rookie auto. Obviously, you know, Otani rookie auto and a Hoskins rookie yeah, auto. Yep. And uh, I think they actually have Frazier in there, too, which is, you know, may not be where you want, I but. think the previous year it was. Was it just Judge and Bellinger? Pretty much. Yeah. Judge and Bellinger. And then Bryant's year. I can't even really remember who was the, the rookie. then. Yeah, I don't know. I think last year it was just Judge and Bellinger. Yeah. So you got more rookie content. These rookie cards should should command a. a top dollar on yeah. the secondary market so uh and all of them i mean soto robles even hoskins hoskins i mean they're talking about getting maybe harper right so 
I mean, that's going to definitely help his value a little bit. Yep, yep. Yeah, Philly's in the mix for, for getting Bryce Harper. We're, we've got two different styles of breaks going on. Uh, we're doing a 58-spot break, which um, is four ninety nine a spot, but you got to figure the case is thirty grand, right? So what I was looking at, I was breaking it down. I'm like, how many winners and how many losers will we have in a 58-spot break, right? Just to kind of break it down for odds. So... With the 58-spot break, we don't do any of the base cards individually. So you're going to get the base sets. So I just glanced over the checklist. Obviously, the Trout Pass is probably anywhere from four to eight grand, whatever that'll go for. So somebody's going to get that. Um, a one-of-one one oversized cut, in which we'll dive into the checklist after uh, this, this as well. Um, the one-of-one one Mike Trout will go for a lot of money. The one-of-one one patch auto or book will go for more than the spot. Uh, the one-on-one superfractor, sky's the limit on that with Jeter, Otani, all these guys on the checklist. Uh, the one-on-one original sketch will go for more than the spot. Uh, sealed base sets of 50 cards will go for well more than the set. Uh, sealed base set of the other sealed base set. So there's an 83-card uh, base set and a 50-card base set, all numbered to 87 or 83. Uh, G and if you get the 20, if we get the 27 or anybody's number on there or 17 for, for Otani, um, those will hold even more value because those particular players will have their number on that on that edition. Uh, Jeter Auto, uh, Ichiro Auto, Otani Auto, Soto, Acuna, and Trout. So there's um, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There's 14, at least 14 spots that are going to do better than 499. Where in last year, you didn't have a chance to get a jersey or a, a number for Judge because right, Judge is 99. Went 99. So Bellinger, I think you could. Yeah. Um, and what number is Soto? I don't think he's a high number either. I don't so. think Soto's a high number either. Same thing with Acuna. So you could get those yeah. sets, those base sets that have those rookie cards in there. It's even extra added value. I think last year the sets were going for like three or four grand. Mm -hmm. but it's sealed. So this break we're sending the, the cards sealed. So like I said, it's, it's $500 to buy in. I think the worst you could do, judging by some of the autos, is probably 50 to 60 bucks. That's probably the worst you could do. But maybe you could sell a Dave Winfield for more than 60 bucks on day one or day two or whatever. But the, but the sky's the limit on what you can get. I mean, if you get a Babe Ruth cut, John F. Kennedy cut, um, I mean, we're talking about once-in-a-lifetime items. So Actually, was, people, people was, get a little scared at the price tag, but this style of break, really, at $4.99, you're guaranteed an item. It's not like you're getting in something where five people win and ten people get nothing. You're guaranteed, at the very worst, you're guaranteed an auto. Now, with the cut, I was looking over the checklist, and it's, it's solid. It's probably one of those things, though, that I don't know if people are going to be searching for a lot of those. Uh, yeah, so you of, should, if, you, if you get one of the cuts, so you should if you probably get do a, a buy cut now. auto. I would do a buy it now or best offer and do not run it at 99 cents for seven days or whatever, because a lot of people are not going to be looking specifically for those subjects. So I would uh, definitely, definitely, what you're, you may have to wait for the right buyer. You may have to wait for the right price, but don't, don't do an auction on it. And um, Tops has released a checklist. So this is what we'll go into right now is uh, what's on the checklist. So they have everything that you can get in the product on the checklist. And what I didn't mention either is within that 50-card auto set that you're going to get, there's also, I think, at least a, 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 maybe two one-on-ones guaranteed in there, I believe. Don't quote me. At least one one-on-one. I, I think it's one. So, yeah, you could get an Otani. You could get, you know, Jeter. You could get Ichiro, and those are going to go for a lot. So this first is just the base set, the Transcendent Icons base set, which is going to have a Reese Hoskins, uh, Glaber, um, Otani. These are the rookie cards we're mentioning. You can see it on the screen if you're listening on podcast. We'll do our best to describe. Uh, Devers has a rookie card in there. 
um, scrolling through. Uh, Akuna has a rookie. Um, and then they have the Origin Reproductions, which are usually a moment or something like that. All the big names on there. Judge, Feller, Harper. You kind of scroll through. So those are the two base sets that you have in there. And then um, we're going to get into some of the juicier stuff after the sketches. We have the autos and the auto patches and the cuts coming up. And we can kind of discuss and see what you guys like. What cut would you like to pull? I mean, what cut? Uh, what, uh, what auto patch would you like to pull? So uh, here's the autographs. And what I did notice that they do double up some of the players. So it'll be a variation, which they've done in the past. So instead of doing a number to 50 card, I believe they're a number to 25s with all the different parallels. So you have uh, Judge McCutcheon. Chipper Jones, Clayton Kershaw, Cal Ripken, Derek Jeter. So interesting enough, Derek Jeter only has one auto subject. So he, you're probably only going to get one Jeter auto instead of two. Some, some guys will get two in that set. Uh, Ichiro, Hank Aaron, uh, Glaber's got a rookie auto in there. That's right, Glaber S Torres as yeah, a rookie. Yeah, so another rookie. Soto, uh, Acuna, uh, Devers, Hoskins. Yeah, you know, Shohei Otani has two different parallels in there, so he should come out very regularly. And then you have a Mike Trout through the years autograph starting at 1952. So they're going to take the 1952 design and go all the way up to the 2018 design. Everyone's going to be a one-on-one. And those ones, depending on what year and what people love, those should go for probably $1,000 minimum, uh, even on the worst year, even on you know the, the least sought-after year. And then Super Fractors. I didn't like that they have a Med Rosario in there. If you get a case that if you get the case that has the Med Rosario Super Fractor, that sucks. That's a kick in the junk. Um, but everybody else is pretty good. I mean, Derek Jeter. I could uh, Derek Jeter nineteen. And these are nineteen fifty two Super Fractors. So it's a nineteen fifty two design. It's a Super Fractor one on one. We all love Super Fractors. They haven't done this before. Well, a Med Rosario, uh, Chris Sale doesn't sell for well. Uh, Bernie Williams. I'm not really sure why he's in there. He's a Yankee uh, great. Yeah, so Bernie Williams will probably be that, you know, when we said worst case scenario, it'll probably be Bernie Williams. Rizzo, Pettit, Al Kaline. Yeah, guys that sign a lot. There's, there's about 25% there's about of the Super Fractor checklist that you kind of don't want. 75% mm -hmm. of it will do pretty well. Yeah, interesting they got McCutcheon in there as well, who, who doesn't sign a lot. So he's in there. New Philly? Um, new Philly, yeah, New Philly. They paid a lot for old Andrew McCutcheon. Ooh, Ian Happ. Yeah, Ian Happ. That's going to be kind of tough. Uh, these are still the Super Fractors, right? Yeah. Two, uh, two different Mike Trouts, which is interesting. So you're going to get your fill on Mike Trout in this set. Uh, Ronald Acuna. And I believe there might be two Shohei Super Fractors, too, if I remember correctly, in this as well. Yep. Two Shohei Otani's uh, Super Fractors. So probably different, different photo variations. Um, Sandy Koufax has Brooklyn Dodgers and L.A. Dodgers. And then they have the active auto relics, which I'm assuming these are the one-on-one relics. They are the 83 design. Look real sharp. It was that Jeter photo we showed. Um, tough ones on there would be a Med Rosario, but you got you got all the guys that we'd mentioned before pretty much. Um, and you've got Chris Bryant, Trout, Acuna, all these guys. These rookie ones should go well, do, do very well. Um, auto relic books. These are uh, guys that are past. Gary Carter, unfortunately, that's a tough one to get um, because he has a million cut autos out there. We have a hundred of them ourselves. Besides, besides that, um, that is a good. It's a solid checklist. Yeah, Snyder, Clemente, Shane Deese, Williams, Spawn, and this is extra. This isn't even the oversize. This is the extra hit. So you're either going to get that '93 patch auto card, or you're going to get an auto relic book. One or the other. So, and then oversized cut signatures. You've got a just a wacky group. 
Yeah, Al- Abbott and Costello, Albert Einstein, Amelia Earhart, B.B. King, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Babe Ruth, Chuck Berry, Cy Young, Evil Knievel, Grover Cleveland, Gerald Ford, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Humphrey Bogart, Harry Houdini, um, John Belushi, Joe DiMaggio, Jack Dempsey, Jimmy Fox, John Kennedy, Jim Henson, Jackie Robinson, Jim Thorpe, Jim Balvano, Newt Rockney. Lou Gehrig, Napla Lajoie, Roger Maris, Sammy Davis Jr., um, Tom Petty. Um, so it's a really, really, really strong cut auto, oversized cut auto uh, checklist. So Jim um, Brown? Yeah, that's a tough one. Jim Brown. Jim Brown on the oversized cut auto. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Sammy don't know Davis Jr. would be pretty dope, though. Sammy Davis Jr., Martin Van Buren, uh, Thurman Munson. And then these things are five by seven sized um, with a cut auto in the middle. Really sharp looking cards. Really sharp looking cards. So, but once again, we've got two different styles of breaks going down at mojobreak.com for Transcendent this Friday. Be a part of it. There's only 83 cases made, so you really can't wait a week to buy into a break. It's, they're probably going to be gone pretty quick. And especially like we said this year with the Trout Party being the same weekend as the Dealer Party. Dealers are going to be buying these packs. Yeah, the uh, the tops convention, the dealer convention, is going to be what two days after. Yes, so people are going to be down there probably two days after. So you're going to see a lot of dealers try to buy these uh, passes because they're going to have to take the flight down to uh, Scottsdale or wherever it's going to be. Um, Anyway, but. We did a break where we're pulling out the pass, and we're doing it for like 103 bucks. Yeah, so we're pulling out the pass because we want to get that trout stuff, and we're going to be down there anyway. Now, um, and I think we personally, I think we valued the pass way high, too high. Yeah, we're um, we're actually I, we're actually selling that whole case without the pass for like 19k, like eleven thousand dollars off. Yeah, eleven thousand dollars below what retail is going to be. Those passes are probably going to sell for around five grand. Yeah, I mean, and it's an interesting time. What we talked about it off air is that do is there? It's Christmas time. Is there a lot of people that have five to ten k to spend? So we'll see. We'll have to monitor these things. And Come Friday over the weekend, the next hype, we're going to talk, probably talk about what these passes are going to go. And for. honestly, with dealers, you think, well, of course, there's going to be dealers who are going to want to buy it. Let me tell you right now, the fourth quarter in this industry, there's tons of releases. This is where. A lot of a lot of dealers, a lot of shops, a lot of group breakers. Your cash flow takes a s- significant hit, so you don't have tons of extra cash flow that that you can buy this pass with because you have tons of bills that are due right. from you know all the fourth quarter releases. And it has been a good card year though, so you don't know. It, ha- it, it has. It, it, it has been. It's been a good year, but still, you got to remember how many products started coming out at the beginning of October through through the end of December. So it's a, uh, it's an interesting time for sure. I mean, we actually, we knew this going into it. We actually went a little bit like lighter mm-hmm. on our pre-orders knowing that, you know, the market starts to see a little bit of a fatigue around this time based on, you know, again, Christmas season, people going out buying gifts, don't have a ton of, you know, personal disposable income. Um, so it gets a gets a little, and you see that with the uh, the secondary market with singles as well. Yeah, they they tend to tend to get a little soft around this time of around the year. This time. Yeah, it's definitely a good time to buy some singles, uh, speci- specifically at auction too, because um, some people are smart and they're going to hold the buy it now on some of the older stuff. But some auctions you can get great deals. 
We got we got some good stuff in the chat, guys. I appreciate the feedback. And if you're listening to the podcast, you could always submit questions at uh, on Twitter at MojoBreak underscore com through our Facebook page, and also add yourself onto the fans of Mojo Break Facebook page. It's a great group of people. We talk about cards. We do trades. We talk about uh, current events. That's how I found out about this Mark Jackson thing. Um, was through fans of Mojo Break. So I think it was. It might have been Jeff uh, uh, Jeff August that uh, put that up there and. It's one of the stories today. Uh, but Max asks, um, what are you guys going to do when you meet Mike Trout? Well, if I met Mike Trout, I, uh, my nipples would be hard. I'd be foaming at the mouth, and I would sound like I'm going to a Britney Spears concert as a teeny bopper. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. I would, I would, I would, uh, I would, I, I'm usually too cool for school, so I'd probably wait for Mike Trout to come talk to me because, you know, no, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I'm not going, so I, I can't really, uh, uh, theoretically uh tell you what i would do but uh I'll, I'll dan what, what 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 will you do let me break it down this will be my third transcendent party and i uh, have kept it pretty consistent every single year i show up i have a couple sodas maybe a couple cocktails okay i'm gonna shove my face with food uh, which i've done every year okay and i'm gonna wait to see if i win any free stuff like extra giveaways and i'm probably gonna hang out and talk to uh ryan tedders is uh, it pretty much sums up like what I three like, years in a row? That means it's like a dancendent party almost. Yeah, yeah, dancendent. So, so you know, gonna hang out, you know, talk a little, talk a little s to uh, to Ryan, and um, he now lives there, so I expect I expect him to. Busta said salad isn't food, Dan, oh, and well, um, and yeah. long arms Mike says uh, you're gonna ignore him like Tom Glavin. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it really depends. It really, de- it, you know, the Hank Aaron party. It was more of a Q and A with everybody. Uh, I don't, I don't really have the stones to like get up and ask a question. I'm not. Ooh, yeah, that was good I'm times. Not, I'm not, I'm not Doug, who's like, hey. And as soon as, as soon as you raised your hand, I'm all. Uh, this is well, you guys know they, me. Here, all, let's, is, let's give I'm them the backstory because we do have new listeners. We, all, we, let we, me guess. We, we gain like one listener every month, but we do have some new ones that may have not heard that podcast. So the last transcendent party was with Hank Aaron. He. It was amazing. He did an hour talking about baseball, talking about the history of baseball, his history of baseball. And he took some questions. And you guys know me. I'm a Barry Bonds guy through and through. I mean, I've had arguments with you guys in the chat. And I, I'm always, you know, big on Barry Bonds. It was my, my hero growing up. So I had the stones to ask Hank Aaron what he thought about Barry Bonds' swing and if he should be in the Hall of Fame. And um, I think everybody was surprised by my question. I, I, I might have tinkled a little bit. I was so nervous. And um, I have some audio of it somewhere. And he, he said, oh, Barry Bonds' uh, swing got uh, stronger as he got older. And um, I think the Hall of Fame stuff, I can't comment on it, but I think it'll work itself out was his response. But, um, you know, I wanted him to say Barry is the goat. But, you know, it's I'm, probably hard for him to say when he thinks he's the goat. I don't know so. what you're saying. I don't know what you're talking about. If anybody knows you and they <laughs> saw your hand up, the question was not a surprise. <laughs> I think literally everybody saw Doug's hand go up and they're all, oh, here comes the Barry Bonds question. <laughs> Barry Bonds! <laughs> I had a couple sodas at that time too, so there might have been like a little slur in my speech, but you know, I just had to know. I just had to know what, when am I ever going to get the opportunity to ask one of the greatest of all time, probably the biggest living legend of baseball of all time, you know, who's still alive, about what he thought about uh, kind of my, my hero. So and, I uh, went for it. Maybe we can do. You're not going to be there, but maybe we can do a uh, another podcast with Rich Layton and Ryan Tedders. I thought you were going to say I was going to ask Mike Trout in honor of me what he thinks about Barry Bonds. Oh yeah, I yeah, think that's what I, you should do. Yeah, I was going to raise my hand and go, "Hey, uh, 
you know, Doug wasn't able to make it. And he's all, who the hell's Doug? And I'm all, so are you better than Barry Bonds? What's up, dude? <laughs> I think you need to do that. Dude. But I, I, think, I think so. I think we may do another uh, podcast, you know, into the night, after dark, whatever you want to call it. I think it was probably one of the best ones we've done. Off the record, yeah. Off the record. It was uh, it was a little sloppy, but it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Maybe we'll do another one. Wait, Doug, you're not planning to go this year? Well, here's the thing. So I, you know, my schedule gets busy. My wife tries to plan our family events around my schedule. And uh, I think it was like six months ago where she was like, hey, the family's going out to Reno uh, to uh, do a snow event. And we're going to stay. We got a Groupon to stay at this uh, at the Pepper Mill, which most of you guys don't know where that is. But we're going to stay at the Pepper Mill. She's like, it's, Fe- it's February 22nd. Which is actually my mom's birthday weekend, but I was like, ah, oh, maybe we'll try to plan something around my mom's birthday. I'm like, yeah, well, let's go. We'll do it. We'll figure it out. So then I look at the calendar like two months ago because I'm always last to plan things out. I'm like, damn it, Mike Trout. So, you know, I had to, you know, happy wife, happy life, right? So plus my kids are young. Snow doesn't, it doesn't snow over here very often. So I'm going to miss out on Mike Trout. I'm going to remind my wife the whole time, though about how I'm missing out on my trout. So don't worry, dude. I'll, hopefully she's ready for that. Don't worry. I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, dude, maybe you can call, face, FaceTime me. In. I will. I will call you right before the, uh, the podcast that I do some, you know, nice and in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Pepper mill is, I hear is, I think I've been there and I never stayed there. So, um, we also have a question not related to transcendent, but, uh, it's a great question from Ralph in the chat. Do you, um, uh, do you have time to discuss about low ballers on Facebook and eBay where you're already selling the card lower than comps and folks are still asking for half price from your original price? Dan, I want you to take that question and see what mm. uh, your opinion is on that one. Well, the thing is about this industry is that we're all selling a sellable. So people try to get something where they can buy it from you and sell it and make a profit. Somebody buys it from you for half the price then they can sell it for the price that you're asking. Mm-hmm. They make a profit. So that is why you have to deal that deal with that on a regular basis because we're all selling sellables. Yeah. Well, is there a way to do it? Like I actually had, it wasn't a card, but it was wax. And this guy was on our, you know, we're part of these sports group forums. And this guy was like uh, Bowman Draft or whatever. He's like uh, Bowman, Bowman Draft. I'm selling cases of Bowman Draft. Anybody want it? So I probably messaged him like, hey, what are you looking at? And his price was way higher than I was willing to pay. So I, I told him, you know, I'm paying this much. And he goes, I can't sell it for that much. And I just said, no worries. And I think that's the best way to leave the conversation. I think a lot of times people get too personal on it. Well, I think you blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like if somebody, I just think I'm pretty nice. So if, like, if somebody's offended or they don't like my price, I usually just move on. I don't even try to talk them down. And there's a lot of people that are, they think they're salesmen on the internet, so they try to talk you down. They try to get some extra stuff out of it. Okay, I'll pay you 180 but can you can you give me, uh, like with us, can you give me a spot and break too and I'll sell to you? Or, you know, like, no, no, you know, we're just trying to negotiate here. So I think there's, uh, I think that's important. I'm glad you brought that up that if somebody does say a price, you know, and, and a lot of people don't know what this stuff sold for. So like, say you have, let's just use an example of an Otani, Atomic Auto. Let's just say Otani Bowman Atomic Auto. It sells for twenty seven hundred. It's it's numbered to a hundred dollars, right? Or it's numbered to a hundred, right? Well, somebody that's new to eBay, they may look up Otani Auto to a hundred, and they may see a Donruss one that sold for four hundred. So they're like, "I'll offer you four hundred because they don't know. They don't know that that is higher on that specific set because they're new. 
So they may not be well informed as a buyer. I think so. I think ninety percent of the time, though, it's because they're trying to get. Yeah, it, yeah. They're trying to get a. It's deal hard to, not to see it that way. They're trying to get a deal to where they have room to be able to flip it and make money, and in a, in a short term, right? Like not even a long term. It's one thing to like prospect on a guy, hold on to the card for you know a year or two, then sell it. But a lot of these, a lot of these dealers on the internet, on eBay, stuff like that, are trying. To get something at, you know, show half the price, be able to flip it. And for them, it's a safe investment. And they're basically just hoping somebody is, like, desperate enough to, to move it. I mean, you know what I was seeing a lot? And you may have uh, saw it a little bit on Facebook. People backing out of Kareem Hunt cards. Mm. Or not not paying for them. Or getting them and saying, hey, I bought this as a, as a gift for a Chiefs fan. And he's not on the, obviously Cream Hump's not on Chiefs anymore, so I'd like to return this. Yeah, that's you can't um, do that. It, that's it's, bad. It's, it's, it's actually it's actually happening a lot, specifically with Cream Hunt. It's funny because we bought a Cream Hunt RPA at a National Treasures. What, maybe five days? Yeah, before it happened. Mm-hmm. Sitting on it, I would. I don't have the stones to basically contact somebody and say, hey. This card, I bought it for three hundred fifty bucks. It's now worth about twenty bucks. Um, can I get my money back? Right. You should get your you should get your eBay like account just blocked. You should. I forever. mean, it's a binding agreement, I and mean, it goes the same way with an injury. So, say you're you're buying an NT Carson Wentz, and right before that Rams game last year, and you you win it, and you're like, oh, I, I got this NT RPA for fifteen hundred bucks, but oh, now he's, his leg's broken, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel this deal. No, you bid on it with the expectation that he was a healthy player and the seller was selling it based on he was a healthy player. It's not the seller's fault that he got hurt or it's not the seller's fault that Kareem Hunt, you know, beat up a chick or whatever he did. You know, he wasn't nice to a girl in a hotel at 3 a.m. in the morning in Cleveland. It wasn't the seller's fault. So, you know, you got to take your losses that way. Stuff like that happens. Now, it's very rare that it happens, but you can't back out of a deal that's just not good. I will tell you this, though, and this is probably not going to have a lot of fans with this statement, but... As far as the market and in this industry, Kareem Hunt may be a buy right now because it is literally as low as it's ever going to get, right? Kareem Hunt will get another shot in the NFL. He's going to have a lot to prove. He will get another shot in the NFL. He He's already come out. He had his interview. He said he's sorry. He's going to take, he's going to go. He didn't to like, make any excuses. He, he didn't make any excuses. He's going to, he's going to like, you know, anger management classes and stuff like that. He'll get his suspension of like probably four to six games, something like that next year, and he will be on another team. Yeah. And if you think, if you believe in his talent and his ability, you can get his stuff right now dirt cheap. It's never going to be as low as it is right now. More than likely. More than likely. Um, and he will get another shot. He will absolutely 100% get another shot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Jeff says great in the chat. It's a gamble and you lost. So it's not the person's fault that you bought it from. Especially if you're doing, well, e- any way you buy it. If it's a buy it now or an auction. It ain't, you know, don't make the guy that's sol- selling it his problem anymore. You bought it, so you have to deal with it. How do I you, mean, I, it's actually similar to a fantasy football trade. Let's say, let's say you traded Kareem Hunt, you had him, and you accepted the trade without knowing mm-hmm. that he got hurt. How do, you, how do you handle that? Right. Do you, you basically, you say too bad? Like you gotta, I mean, I think in a fantasy football instance you yeah you can't you, you have you, to take you the have, trade you if you accept trade. the trade and that's on that's on you yeah 
So you should do your research ahead of time. Same thing with Kareem Hunt. I mean, you couldn't have probably found this out, but, you know, don't buy running backs anyway. <laughs> I mean, don't buy running especially not in the but rookie you may, year. You may want to buy Kareem Hunt right now or into the offseason. But I'm telling you. The offseason may be the time. Come, come September, we're going to find out that Kareem Hunt signed with somebody else. And it may be a really, it may be a really good team. It may be a team that he's poised to be. He would fit in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, well, five thousand dollars. Here, here comes the question. Cream Hunt. We buy Cream Hunt. <laughs> so, if you had five, if somebody gave you five thousand dollars to buy one card to invest in, one card, not multiple cards, not wax, not nothing, not a car, not a video game. What card would you buy? So, and we also have this on our Facebook uh, group as well. So you can uh, comment on there. There was a lot of great comments. C-Rat, um, putting you on the spot. 5K. Yes, what, would you, what would you buy? This is easy. It's right on the screen. Michael Jordan, Jordan rookie. Oh, I thought you were going to go Jordan Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Jared Goff RPA? No. No? No. Um, you got you to gotta go with something that is that you know is going to consistently go up. Um, I would take my chances on the best Tom Brady rookie I can get. Which I believe is that 2000 SPX, which is unfortunate. His prices are so damn high that a card number to 1350. Sniffing that contenders all No, on. I know, man. We see we bought what did we buy that one contenders for? Five Four, grand? Forty five hundred. Yeah. We put it in that break and man, that, that contenders is worth like ten K now. I mean it's insane. <laughs> I, I mean go, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I would go Tom Brady, um, yeah. That Jeter, that Jeter's a pretty pretty strong investment. You know what else? Uh, I'll give one more bonus answer besides that Jordan rookie. I would uh, invest in um, uh, uh, the first edition Pokemon Charizard foil card, the the the, the non shadow version. Does it go for five k? I think I could buy like a couple, maybe a couple one card, dude. I'm just kidding. Um, so, but what about you guys? Would you guys buy, would anybody buy Patrick Mahomes? No, no, I wouldn't buy any new guy. See, we're all, we're all, we all play it safe, but I mean, these, these are like, if, if you compare it to stock, these are like, you know, the, the safe, like blue stocks. chip. Yeah. Blue it, chip. It is a blue chip. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not, I, I invest a little bit in stocks, but I don't know the terminology yet, but this yeah, is, these, these, is, these are is, ones that are safe investments. This on is not 5K. the weed. This isn't the weed stocks, but <laughs> you could buy a low numbered Pat Mahomes. And it could be 10K by the end of the season, which would be the weed stock, right? Would so Patrick Mahomes would be the equivalent to the weed stock yeah. right now. Yeah. Is that yeah. <laughs> well, that, 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 uh, that is an interesting take. Getting that Jordan's like buying stock in Google. Hey, hey, let me show you some guys. I think I would invest in Jose Uribe to, to, to be you know, completely honest. There you go. Charizard. And that's, a, that's only a nine. 1999 Pokemon Charizard. But you got to visually like looking at that. So you got to love pokemon 1999 pokemon that's crazy so dude. what's that gonna do when i'm playing the game is that gonna is that gonna give me magic powers Nah, that's just the greatest pokemon ever created but but you play a game with that right Nah, you just look at it i was gonna yeah you play a game with it so is it like does it give you like special powers nah. is it like is it unbeatable because we were i was actually having this, this uh, discussion with doug since it is graded, say you buy that and you're like playing whatever Pokemon. Yeah, do you game play with it graded or Magic the Gathering? And you probably have your your handful of cards, and you're like trying to figure out which one to play. But if you have one that's graded, can you play that? 
Isn't somebody going to know, oh, shit, this guy has a graded card. It must be pretty good. I don't want to play that guy. Um, the way that card game works is that they always do it by seasons. So, like, these OG cards, the old ones, they're, they're, like, not, in, they're not in regular play. Yeah, they're retired. Oh. Are they, like, in tournament play? Like no. The world, the Unless, world, the world no, championship of Pokemon? No, nobody nobody does, like, a, um, the way they play, they're played. Nobody does, like, a big tournament with old cards because the game's always evolving. Oh, is it, we're actually watching this end right now. There's 15, um, there's 15 oh, seconds left. Oh, 26 bid. <laughs> oh, oh, do it. Drop a bid. Do it, C-Red. Actually, you're probably logged into this mojo break. Don't do it. Oh! <laughs> Is it going to jump? Is it? Oh, God. No, oh, I think it went for 46, 49, right? You didn't, you didn't hit the bit 46.50. Wow, it didn't even move in the last uh, 20 seconds there. Man. We found something, I found something similar, but it was PSA 8. Well, there was actually a guy that replied to us on Twitter that was talking about the Magic the Gathering Power 9s, which is the Black Lotus. And I think there's some other stuff. I don't, I don't know anything about this stuff. I don't act like I know anything about this stuff, but I was looking at the prices and the Power 9 Magic the Gathering cards go for 5, 6, 7, 8K. And if they're graded 10s, it's like ridiculous. So is that the same thing as Pokemon where you can't play that? Yep. You, it, they do the tournament. So do they do throwbacks? They're all throwback in a 1999 yeah. set? Like, and the, and the, the thing about um, trading card games is that the less they reprint it, the more valuable the original ones are worth. Oh, so they'll just retire that that version then. Well, wasn't there a magic? See, yeah, right there. Wasn't there a Magic the Gathering twenty three thousand out of nineteen ninety three Magic the Gathering Beta Black Lotus BGS nine? Wasn't there a Magic the Gathering set that came out that was kind of similar to a best of, where they repackaged some of the the higher end cards? I think so. Yeah, they did. They did that. I don't. I don't know. I don't, to get back I actually, to the, actually don't know what I'm talking about right now. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I have no. I have no clue. Pokemon? No clue. But uh, to answer the question for me, um, back to the, what would I spend 5K on? I actually this would be probably the unpopular pick right now, but I would invest the lowest numbered um, that I could get for 5K uh, KD Tops Chrome Refractor. So if it was like an orange or whatever. Or 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 BGS ten regular refractor. I think his refractors go for about fifteen hundred right now. I think it's kind of low. I think this man's going to win another championship this year, and he, wherever he goes, he's going to win more championships. And people hate him right now, but by the time he retires, he's going to be Mount Rushmore type of player. History only remembers the the stats. I don't know about that, man. I think I think uh, I think Katie's kind of bounced around a little too much. And who? How many teams is he going to play for? None. He's going to stay with the Warriors. He ain't staying with the Warriors. So they're actually I was reading something today that it's Kawhi and K D are gonna go to the Clippers. That's yeah, I, I heard that rumor too. But we'll see. Who wants to play with the Clippers? If we'll you see. if you have Kyrie and K D and they're already pretty good, right? Well, and that's a good point to bring up before we we're running out of time here and I wanted to talk briefly about the new Bowman draft coming out, but the guys we have on the screen here, Jordan Jeter, Brady, have all played with one team their entire career. No. Oh, are, you, are you trying to say Jordan played baseball? No, he played for the Wizards. Oh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, not really, though. No, I mean, no, 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 no. He, he did. did. He, he did. did. He, he did. did. Okay. Well, you got me on technicality there, but. No, no. I got you in just straight facts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying 
he won. Uh, he re- it was retirement home was in Washington. His farewell tour was in Washington, but he didn't do anything in Washington to. No, was, nobody has any he be, he besides like some obscure upper deck cards. How many years did he play? Like two, three years. He was the best player on the team. Well, yeah, the team was terrible. Was but did he play with Gilbert Arenas? Was he was he on the team? I think then? I think Arenas was there. I, maybe. I don't. Okay. Well, I, but I'm just saying. Does maybe is that a knock on KD? I mean, is that a knock on Le, LeBron? If LeBron wins some more titles, LeBron, LeBron's LeBron. KD will never be LeBron. Okay. All right. All right. All right. LeBron. LeBron is. LeBron's the. Again, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm proud. I have not, Ralph, I have not heard about the new Tom Brady scandal. I, I, I do. I, I want to hear more, though. I want to look it up. Is LeBron, it? LeBron is the most marketable and the best player in the history of the NBA. Okay. So, right. so LeBron versus Jordan. Dan's team LeBron. All day. I always have been. And just uh, like he likes guys that flop. So he's probably going to start collecting Blake Griffin as well. So. And, um, yeah, so better than Michael Jordan. Can you even find any, like, decent LeBrons for 5K? Like, I thought they were all more expensive than You that. can get the regular tops chrome for, like, 900. Yeah, what but that? any refractor, yeah, you could probably get a refractor under 5K. What does that tell you? That he's, uh, he's the best. It's pretty good. I mean, he's, he's, he's lost more finals than anybody in NBA history. But he's, probably, been, but he's been to a lot. He has been, he has been there. He's, he's always second place. If you want to invest in sports cars long term, the only ones to get is Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. I don't disagree with that. I mean, if you so if you were starting a collection, would you start Michael Jordan, Tom Brady? Probably you'd probably have to have them first, right? Hell yeah. You know, something, whatever you could afford. All right. 2018 Bowman draft releases Friday, along with Transcendent. It's going to be just baseball mania here at MojoBreak.com. We've got breaks all day of Bowman draft and they're just selling like crazy which is insane for this time of year because usually bowman draft takes a little while a while to mature kind of like a wine it doesn't really mature until april when spring training happens but i wanted to go over a few of the notable names that uh, are in the in the product and the initial buzz i actually got some data from blowout on what some of the auctions were selling for on players and the top guy is kind of an interesting one for me is jared kalenic who is actually part of the trade for robinson cano so he was drafted by the Mets, and now he's on the Mariners. And this thing happened in November. So I'm pretty sure Jared Kalenic's cards, you guys may already know, are going to be on the Mets, even though he's not on the Mets. But he is the number one selling guy in a five-case player auction. So that early data to me, Jared Kalenic, um, is seems to be one of the top guys coming out of draft so far. And that'll change. You know, that'll change come April, like I just said. Um, but he... He's a versatile, toolsy sort and brings quite a bit to the table as a prospect, a center fielder by trade. Kalenic is also a pitcher who could bring a strong throwing arm to any position in the outfield. Um, he's a 60 runner with a 70 arm, but they say he's got all the tools, which, you know, they always say all that stuff about uh, prospects. So he's going to be the, probably the top-selling guy right was, out of the gate. Was he drafted in 17? Uh, he was drafted in 18. It's ne- 18. Yeah. It's never a good sign. And he was a first-rounder, I'm assuming. He was a sixth overall. Sixth overall. Yeah. It's never a good sign when a team is willing to give up on a player they drafted in the first round. He's the 19, year. though. So. I know, but they're willing to give up on him already. Like, it, we've seen it one time before in the, la- in the last, like, you know, five years. We saw it with Dansby Swanson. First overall pick getting moved from Arizona to Atlanta. And how has that turned out? I think Arizona saw something in Swanson that they were like, he's not worthy of a overall, like the first overall pick. 
Well, I mean, you got to kind of look at the body of work here. I think the Mariners are in a rebuild mode. Um, I think the Mariners are willing to wait on a Jared Kalenic, where the Mets, they've got that pitching staff right now, and they're trying to win now. So they're, they're getting Cano, who can contribute right now. I get that. I get that. You got to give up something to get something in return. I, I get that. But if this guy is truly going to be a future of a franchise and a future all star, why would you give up on him well, Swanson, for, an agent, for an aging Robinson Cano? And Busta actually, Swanson had a good year last year. Braves made the playoffs. He he had he, he, he had a, a decent year. He didn't have I, a bad year. I think he hit like what two forty or two fifty, right? Right. And he and he's been injured. He's he's had injury issues yeah. ever since he's been called up. Now, granted, I think the Braves called him up a lot faster than they should have. Yeah. He was up almost he, instantly. He he basically I don't even know did he spend a full year in the minors? I don't it, think it, so. It but seemed, he, it, he he was was he a four year college guy though? I think he was. I think he was, he, he was a little bit more seasoned. I think he was. So that might be the difference uh, there. And I just highlighted three guys, and we'll go through this because we got Playbook coming up. I don't know if we have any teams left in Playbook. They've been selling like hotcakes. Nolan Gorman was the second um, guy on their list as far as selling early enough. We do have some teams left in Playbook, guys. The Jets, the Titans, the Redskins, Cowboys, a few teams left. And the stuff was amazing this weekend, So or this, this morning, sorry. Lost track of my days. So get your teams in on that. Nolan Gorman for the Cardinals, uh, another young kid. And uh, – to make you guys feel old, this guy was born in 2000. Born in 2000. I was just graduating high school. Be my, yeah, this guy was being born. be my kid. And um, <laughs> he's a third baseman. Uh, and he has probably the most power out of anybody coming out of this draft class. Um, he was in multiple home run derbies at all-star games in, in, in high school. And um, 6'1". Still young, raw power. Um, collectors love the long ball. He's on the right team. So he, his stuff's been, you know, people have been trying to get his stuff already and, you know, load up for Bowman draft. So he's another guy. And the third guy I have is um, Jordan Groshans from the Blue Jays, who's a shortstop. Another young kid. All of these three of these guys are like 19. It's crazy. And uh, he he's also another guy that can hit really well uh he's six uh, one, so he's a little bit big for uh, a shortstop you know but we've had some big frame shortstops in the past and i think the blue jays i mean with all those prospect talents you know that's coming through the pipeline bichette vlad uh they've got an extreme amount of uh talent coming through um i think that's kind of bumped the hype up on the blue jays team for draft and this guy's been selling well and uh, out the gate so that's the other guy uh, that, that, that sold well. Um, some other notables, <clears throat> Connor Scott for the Marlins, which surprised me, was the fourth, fourth bestseller. Jonathan India for the Reds. Alec Baum for the Phillies. Madrigal uh, shows you how far pitchers f- have fallen off. The first overall pick, Casey Mize to the Tigers, was like 11th or 12th on the list. So he was first overall. But uh, us Bowman guys, a lot of Bowman guys don't like to collect pitchers. So, Dude. The winter meetings are in Vegas. They are. They're at the uh, Mandalay Bay. Actually, that's a. Uh, it's funny because Bryce Harper, he uh, he lives in Las Vegas, and he's a free agent. Scott Boris is down there. There's a lot going on. Where I, I know it's off topic. Where does since we're really we're close, yeah, Bryce Harper's probably going to pick a team in the next like couple weeks, right? Where's Bryce Harper going to go? So that fool really ain't trying to stay in there over there in Washington. No, he's gone. Um, where I, he's going to the Dodgers. Where's Harper going? Harper's going to the Dodgers. What about C. Rad? Where's Harper going? Uh, the Oakland Athletics. Let's go. go. 
Let's go. <laughs> Not with Scott uh, Boris. It's, it's just, it's funny. It's funny that it's, it's we just laugh. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not even an option. I wonder if there was odds <laughs> on that. I, I wonder if we went on uh, Vegas odds right now of where he lands. I wonder where the A's would be. The, uh, they're, they're talking right now. They, They've been talking about the White Sox. The White Sox are a dark horse. We're talking the, about uh, the White Sox. I don't think he's going to go to the White Sox. I think he's going to go to the Phillies. I think the Phillies are going to go all in. I think they're going for it. Well, and uh, that might help uh, Alec Baum, um, who was drafted, uh, who's a guy in draft uh, for the for the Phillies at third base. I C- mean, Cubs are an option. Um, and then Machado. Can you remember two players of this caliber being free agents at the same time it's crazy Bryce Harper Manny Machado and they're both young they're both like in their prime mm-hmm. so Machado's not a Boris client though is he I don't I don't think so Harper and is if, well, if you were if you were to pick one of the players Machado or Harper uh whew. probably Machado I'd go I, I'd go Machado it's not Machado is not as flashy it it It'll, it'll probably be it's it's probably be a little bit more fun to go to a ballpark and watch Bryce Harper play than watch Manny Machado play. Yeah, but Manny Machado is probably going to get you some more wins. Yeah. Well, it was funny. I was listening to Levitard show this morning, and I didn't even know because you know they're from Miami, and they were talking about um, Jose Fernandez was a Scott Boris client. So they said that he during the funeral he had like crocodile tears um he refused what's a crocodile tear fake tears oh um that what? he as as a number one agent and so this was the i think it was a, uh, uh, this is allegedly because i can't remember exactly who was who the interview was with but i think it was the gm of the of the marlins and he had no death clause boris didn't set up with any death clause in his, in his contract didn't set him up with any life insurance nothing so literally gets all this money from having Jose Fernandez and he doesn't provide his family with anything after he passed away. He didn't even offer to pay for the funeral. The Marlins organization had to step in and pay for the funeral. Are you saying that Jose Fernandez didn't have any money? It, he was on a rookie contract still. He didn't Oh, really? Contract. Yeah. So he had no... But you can get... Like, a lot of these guys have death clauses to have their kids uh, set up. So they're saying... This guy obviously doesn't care about any of the well-being of his clients. He just cares about the bottom Look dollar. at the guy. You think he does? No. I, I mean, mean, you look at his face, and I think that's, that's agreeable amongst everybody. Him and Drew Rosenhaus are notorious they, for Scott that. Scott Boris has a face you want to punch. He does. I mean, he get, but that's what they're saying. So, like, but how do you stop that? I'm like, if, if guys stopped uh, you know, dealing with Scott Boris, then none of their pay- players would get paid, and he'd get them out of the league. Because he just rapes teams on money, and he doesn't help his players out. So actually name name one one time where Scott Boris actually got played by an organization. Never. It never. never. It, I mean, I always being a Giants fan. I, I always remember the, the Zito contract. Oh, yeah. Um, worked out for that, one postseason. It worked out for one postseason. But that was probably one of the biggest bust in San Francisco Giants free agent history. Uh, him and uh, Elgardo Alfonso. Was a was a tough one for the Giants. They yep. gave they gave him a lot of money, and he he sucked. And I think he was like ten years older than he was claiming he was. He had the Miguel Tejada. Man, he's deal. had uh, he's been around so in the nineteen nineties. He had Keith Hernandez, Alex Fernandez, Charles Johnson, Robin, and Jay Bell, and uh, Jim Abbott. Um, I'm just reading some of his clients: uh, Barry Bonds. Um, he's had Greg Maddox. Uh, how much Alex Rodriguez? How much do you think? Boris makes on each one of his clients. You think it's like ten percent? I think so. Oh, 
No, well, you think you think it's you think it's less? Five percent? What do you think, TJ? Even if it's five percent, that's a significant amount of money. He has a net worth of four hundred million dollars. Four hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. He's how got many, a lot of clients. How many? How many innings has he pitched in the uh, in the old MLB? Zero. Zero. How many home runs does Scott Boris have? He's a super salesman. Zero. Super salesman. Well, I think that is it. We've ran a little bit over time on the show, but we do have spots available for Playbook. I think the random sold out, but the uh, Playbook Case 3 is coming up next, guys. So get in on that. Thanks for listening to the show. And uh, get in on some Transcendent. Join us this Friday for Transcendent Baseball. Two different styles of breaks. Find out which one you like better. And uh, we also have Elite Extra Edition today and Bowman Draft coming out on Friday. Uh, Contenders Football is coming out soon, too. So we've got lots of stuff on the site to choose from. Um, so check it out. You could use code Mojo Break on any team style to save 10% on your teams. Oh, it doesn't work on randoms, but it works on team style. So thank you guys for tuning into the hype show 71. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Friendster, MySpace, any of those avenues. We're there. Check us out. We'll see you guys next week on the hype. Thanks for watching this episode. Visit mojobreak.com for more info and your break spot. And we will see you next time on 